Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Patrick Chien. In this month's Editor's Choice, I'd like to generate discussion surrounding the topic of termination of pregnancy or induced abortion. These two terms are synonymous, but they are potentially associated with different social stigma. Whichever term you may wish to adopt in order to describe the deliberate procedure of ending fetal life, it remains a controversial topic, depending on your personal views and religious beliefs. The team at BGOG has previously debated which term should be used to describe this procedure in the August 2018 issue. Previously, we insisted that termination of pregnancy should be used for several reasons. This term was felt to be more socially acceptable and distinguishes an induced abortion from spontaneous cases of miscarriage. Manuscripts have been submitted in the past stating that participants have experienced abortion and it's impossible to determine which individuals might have undergone a termination of pregnancy or experienced a miscarriage. By contrast, other international agencies such as the World Health Organization and the International Federation of Gynecology and Obstetrics recognize the term abortion to mean either induced or spontaneous pregnancy loss. As a result of these conflicting viewpoints, we have now adopted a flexible approach whereby BGOG authors can retain the term abortion as long as induced and spontaneous cases are distinguished from each other whenever possible. In order to ascertain the incidence of intrauterine adhesions after induced termination of pregnancy, Mentuler and colleagues conducted a study in Finland using data from 80,000 women. The risk of intrauterine adhesions after termination of pregnancy was not statistically significantly different between women who underwent a medical versus surgical termination of pregnancy. The odds of intrauterine adhesions were, however, increased by five times if surgical evacuation of uterus for retained products of conception was necessary, irrespective of the primary method of termination of pregnancy. These findings are obviously reassuring. However, Hooker has highlighted some limitations with this study. Because Mantula obtained data from public registries, there may be a possibility that asymptomatic women with subsequent intrauterine adhesions were not identified. And although some women may have had more than one procedure during the study period, only the procedure before the diagnosis of intrauterine adhesions was used in the analysis. Although statistically insignificant, the rate was found to be higher in the surgical termination of pregnancy group and there was no prior sample size calculation performed. It is therefore possible that the lack of significance is due to a lack of power in the study. Interestingly, this condition was first described by Asherman in 1950 as highlighted by Knight in his BGOG since 1902 article. The modern treatment of intrauterine adhesions for infertility is to excise them using the hysteroscopic approach. However, the recurrence rate following surgery remains fairly high. In extreme cases, the only chance of a pregnancy is either using a surrogate or performing uterine plant transplantation. Before May 2018, there were only been 42 women who received a transplanted womb and 11 babies born worldwide. 
Kisu and colleagues discuss the problems with the infancy of this procedure. However, experience in this subspeciality is growing. The UK womb transplant team is planning the first UK transplantation in the autumn of 2018. Finally, termination of pregnancy tends to evoke intense moral debates and Top has written about how he has managed to marry his conscience against performing this procedure with a successful career. The key is to respect the differing beliefs of patients and colleagues and also to recognize that our own conscience may change with time as a result of life experience, as highlighted by O'Drive. By talking to others who do not necessarily share our beliefs, we can sometimes understand their own viewpoint but not necessarily agree with them. As Macmillan notes, not everything in life has a right or wrong answer. I thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.